The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 229. I hope that you guys are doing fantastically well today. If you are struggling though with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com There you can find my Canonly and you can book yourself uh, the free session or if you you like you can uh, send me a message there as well. In today's podcast... Um, I'm going to be talking about the uh, the link between uh, focus control and an OCD, and this is something that um, certainly uh, has affected me a lot. I, I've kind of noticed over the years how you know the the obsessions are so powerful with OCD that they're able to take our uh, focus completely. And it doesn't matter what we might be doing. If uh, a particularly difficult obsession comes up, it's like that thing is just completely irrelevant to us, that we're not able to focus on being with our family or, you know, uh, doing our job in that particular moment. It's like we've got to think about the obsession. We've got to try and solve it. Um, And it's perhaps not in a way, an actual problem with being able to focus because, you know, we're able to focus very well on the obsession. Um, But what it appears to be is is a kind of problem with being able to direct our focus onto helpful things uh, rather than the obsessions that keep holding us back. So in today's podcast, we're going to be uh, exploring that. As always, if you like the podcast, it would be great if you could like and follow on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. An area of keen interest for me when it comes to OCD and anxiety is whether it's actually related to poor focus control. Whilst you might be more than able to concentrate on some things, if you're anything like me, when the uh, when your obsessions uh, actually come to the surface, it can be extremely distracting. Um, you know, and if they if they weren't distracting, I mean, well, that probably means that you wouldn't actually have ended up with OCD in the first place. So uh, now, of course, a big big part of this actually comes down to anxiety. People with OCD seem to be either genetically disposed towards anxiety. Or, you know, have spent uh, time in an environment that brought forth high levels of anxiety. Sometimes it can be both of these things. In any case, you know, the outcome is the same thing. The the fear circuits of the brain, uh, the the sympathetic nervous response, 
um, are often working overtime, leading us to find danger where it simply doesn't exist. Picture the scene, a beautiful, calm and peaceful country lane in the fresh mid-morning light. The wind is gently blowing through the trees as you walk along. This country lane has recently been nominated the safest and most peaceful place to walk in the country, and you are determined to enjoy it. The only problem is that your brain and body have not received the message. Despite the obvious calm and tranquility, the OCD mind is looking for danger. It's like it believes that behind each and every tree is some wild beast readying itself to pounce and that we had better take some action or if not, we're going to be in big trouble. Every time that the mind falsely fires out a warning to take cover or take action, we habitually respond, thinking that we are saving ourselves. But of course, all we are actually doing is reinforcing to our subconscious mind that despite the mountains of evidence to the contrary, this peaceful place is actually very dangerous and we need to act uh, compulsively in order to, to, to deal with it. Effectively, each time we get taken away by a trigger like this, we are allowing our attention to be to be taken and used against us. Of course, we don't normally see it like this, though. Normally, we are kind of lost in it, lost in the moment. The trigger appears and then boom, before we know what's going on, we've actually performed that compulsion. It's not that we can't focus. Um, in fact, you know, we can actually hyper-focus on obsessions, but it's like our focus is being used against us to keep us trapped in the cycle of OCD. Uh, this is cer certainly something that I've actually experienced myself over the years with OCD and something, you know, I've been exploring in my work. Whilst issues with focus control may not explain OCD, it certainly seems to be massively related um, through my own research into methods and tools that help with OCD, such as uh, acceptance commitment therapy, mindfulness, and the Wim Hof uh, method, for example, I have consistently found that the more an individual uh, realizes their potential for focusing their mind in helpful ways, generally the better off they are. Now, this is obviously quite a sweeping statement, and I want to point out um, what I'm not actually saying here. And I'm not saying that controlling your attention better through uh, the Wim Hof method or any other holistic approach is, is going to completely cure your OCD. No, 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 no. It simply isn't that straightforward, unfortunately. However, what I am saying is that you can massively improve your experience of having OCD by developing your ability to direct your attention in a better way. Now, before we get into how you can start improving your attention, I want to draw your attention to a 2011 study uh, entitled um, Attentional Control in OCD and, uh, and GAD by Thomas Armstrong et al. The study indeed found a link between a lack of focus control and anxiety disorders. Uh, I actually really dislike that word disorder a lot, um, such as OCD and GAD. The study claims that examined deficits in attentional control as a cognitive vulnerability that may contribute to both obsessional thought and perseverative worry 
Patients with OCD and GAD and non-clinical controls completed measures of obsessional thoughts, uh, perseverative worry, and attentional control. Deficits in self-reported attentional control were found in both OCD and GAD relative to the uh, non-clinical controls. So according to these findings, at least, the struggle with focus uh, control is very real and uh, is certainly a problem for people with OCD. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it could be that actually this isn't nece- uh, necessarily a problem of not being able to focus, but choosing to focus on the wrong things. Could it be that the problem uh, solving that underlies so much of what we're trying to do when we compulse is actually so addictive that we choose to pay attention to that on a habitual basis rather than on the more mundane but helpful things that actually calm our minds and bodies down. Certainly, in my opinion, I think there may well be a lot of truth to this. Um, As I've talked about on a previous podcast episode, I often view OCD as being like an addiction we, you know, we're actually getting something from the compulsions and initial payoff that keeps us coming back for more. It's not that we like the obsessions, quite the opposite, we hate them, but we love the feeling that that we get when we're actually doing something to combat them. And each time we perform a compulsion, we get a hit of dopamine that reinforces that action in the future. Um, this is something I would like to explore more, um, you know, in a in a future podcast episode. But for now, the question of what to do about all of this remains unanswered. Let's start with another research paper that sets the the playing field for how I want to answer this question. Now, I know I'm going to mention a somewhat, uh, just a tiny little bit overused word in answering this question but it's uh, unavoidable and you know the formally mentioned culprit is meditation. Now I'm not saying that you have to meditate in order to get the benefits of what I'm about to, to talk about but try to bear in mind there are lots of alternatives to the boring sit on a cushion meditation that people traditionally think of. Not that that meditation is bad of course um, you know, I, I sometimes or often will do that type of meditation myself, but it can be other things as well. So you can try, for example, the Wim Hof method, uh, anchoring techniques, movement meditations, or even just, you know, taking a hike or a, or a bike ride and intentionally really paying attention to uh, the setting, the scenery, your body as you're going through that process. All of these things can actually be a form of meditation. So with that in mind, a 2018 study by uh, Catherine J. Norris et al. entitled Brief Mindfulness Meditation Improves Attention in in Novices found that, as the uh, title suggests, even if you are new to meditation, you can improve your attention through regular practice. The study concludes that although much uh, remains to be studied, the current studies... uh, expand our understanding of the initial effects of brief meditation and suggest that brief meditation impacts attention even in novice practitioners. Now, one of the major problems with OCD is the struggle between being triggered and then performing a compulsion. Often we end up performing the compulsion before we've even had too much time to think about it. 
developing mindful uh, awareness of our thoughts through the various meditation uh, approaches that we mentioned earlier can help us to create a slightly bigger gap between the trigger and the urge to do something about it. The more that we can just be aware of that urge without actually jumping into the deep end and performing the compulsion, the more we are able to manage the OCD more effectively. Another important part of this puzzle, uh, though, is rumination. For me, one of the biggest and underappreciated compulsions is actually rumination. We ruminate to try and solve the OCD, but of course, like all compulsions, it just makes things worse. Rumination is particularly present in Pure O, but actually, to be fair, it can be present in all types of OCD and is a huge part of what keeps it going. In my experience, when people learn to reduce their rumination, things begin to improve uh, and in surprising ways. Fortunately, we have the ability to focus our attention away from our ruminations and onto more helpful things. This is huge and literally cannot be underestimated. The more that you can train your mind through uh, meditation-based activities, the more control you might be able to assert over the narrative that you're telling yourself day in, day out. It might just be that this is a huge uh, part of your experience of of anxiety and OCD and and learning to change this uh, could be a bit of a game changer for you. Now, of course, we are all uh, different and each person needs to find what works for them. But if this approach sounds interesting to you, then, you know, please feel free to, to let me know if you have any questions about it. You know, I'll be happy to, to, to uh, discuss that with you. So many thanks, guys. That is it for today. I really hope that you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.